America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast from Alaska to Florida, even in Guam. Our producer today, Mr. David Washington. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. Newest affiliate in Cannon, Colorado. Happy to have them on board. The website is healthradio.us, healthradio.us. Yes, we changed it because we had some people in California that liked us so much they copied our America's Healthcare Advocate. So we changed it to healthradio.us so we wouldn't be plagiarized anymore. Also, the podcast platforms, if you want to download this show, you want to listen to this show after you hear today, we've got a great show today. Uh, it's a show we're going to be talking about orthopedic surgery, orthopedics in general. We're very fortunate to have doctor and chief nurse in the house with us today. So it's going to be a very good show. The SoundCloud, SoundCloud platform, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Spreaker. We had about 3,000 of you last month that actually went up there and listened to different shows. So if you want to tell somebody about this show or you want to go back and listen to it, that's a great way to do that. Um, like I said, those podcast platforms seem to be extremely popular. SoundCloud, for some reason, seems to be the most popular. If you are looking for health insurance, if it's individual or Medicare, if you're chronologically challenged, you can call the lovely Joyce Thompson at RPS Benefits by Design, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. Or if you're looking for employer-sponsored health care, Mr. Jim Lodge is happy to help you anywhere in the country. He can assist you. Again, the phone number, 877-385-2224. All right, we have a unique show, as I said today. We're very fortunate to have in studio with us Dr. Charles Rhodes, CEO of the Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. Welcome, doctor. Thank you. And Chief Nurse Jane Leggio uh, from Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. Did I get the name right? You got it right. I didn't screw it up. That's impressive. So welcome, both of you. Well, a little bit about Dr. Dr. graduated from Shawnee Mission High School here in uh, the Kansas City Metro in 1968. He went to the University of Kansas, graduated there in 1975, University of Kansas Medicine, and Kansas Doctor Medicine July of 75 through 78. He did University of Kansas Medicine, Kansas City, Kansas Department of Internal Medicine uh, and Orthopedic Surgery Residency at the University of Kansas Medical School, Fellowship in Hand Upper Extremity, University of California, San Diego in San Diego, California, and the Veterans Administration in San Diego, California. Welcome, doctor. Once again, glad to have you. <clears throat> Chief Nurse Jane Leggio. She is an RN, MSN, ONC. She is the Chief Nursing Officer at Kansas City Orthopedic Institute, the premier orthopedic health provider and hospital in the Kansas City region. Jane received her Bachelor's of Science in Nursing at St. Luke's College, her Master's of Science in Nursing at the University of Mary, and she has extensive experience specifically in orthopedics for St. Luke's Hospital at KCOI since its inception in 1999. And welcome once again to you. Thank you. All right, so let's, Doctor, let's take a moment just to talk a little about Casey, uh, Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. I told you off air before the show, I have a little history with your group. As my wife, um, had, we had an accident in Hawaii about four years ago, and she broke her leg, and I did not want to have surgery in Hawaii. So we flew back here, which was a, a difficult process, but got here, and we were fortunate enough to have Dr. McCullough from Kansas City Orthopedic Institute do the surgery on her leg, and I'm happy to say she is back to normal. Well, you know, we're always sorry when someone needs our services, uh, but we're delighted when they choose us because uh, the Kansas City Orthopedic Institute is the uh, first orthopedic specialty hospital 
in Kansas City that uh, dedicated uh, solely to orthopedics, uh, and our entire focus is on orthopedics, uh, excellence in surgery, excellence in nursing care, and excellence in uh, the total outcome. So uh, our, our mission is to deliver orthopedic and musculoskeletal surgery, and uh, we feel very fortunate to have been gifted with uh, uh, numerous uh, excellent surgeons, uh, which are made excellent in many ways by the nursing staff and the teams that we have surrounded ourselves with at the Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. Jane, what does it mean uh, when we say physician-owned? Because you guys are physician-owned. You're, you're, you're not part of or owned by a hospital like so many of the facilities are. Talk a little bit about that and why is that different and why is that important? So physician-owned means that the physicians have made a decision to um, create a hospital that is governed by them. They help make they make the decisions. They help us, which then helps us deliver the best orth- orthopedic care that we can. Um, so you don't have the hospital telling you you have to do this or you have to do that. You all get to make your own decisions and, and, and set things up in a way that benefits the patient's a little differently than what happens in big hospitals. Absolutely. And um, so we, we are able to make decisions quickly. We look at our processes. We evaluate. We are able um, to just deliver the kind of care that people want. And we do that by looking at our nursing ratios. We have a two-to-one nursing ratio, which is unheard of in any bigger institution, which then allows us to give the kind of care that nurses want to give. Um, And, of course, we couldn't do that if we didn't have our excellent surgeons who perform the surgeries and their teams in the OR who um, we have trained to help understand what their next move is, which then helps them give the best kind of care that they can in the OR. So, Doctor, it sounds like you're basically – tailoring this to a very high level of excellent care for your patients when they come in. Is that correct? Yes, uh, and it's made possible uh, both by our uh, philosophy of treating strictly musculoskeletal injuries and orthopedic injuries and uh, establishing uh, uh, a core group of teams that are all orthopedically oriented from uh, the the admitting team to the preoperative team to the surgical team, the postoperative team, the inpatient nurses, they do orthopedics 7 by 24. And so they're able to concentrate on that and become much, much better because that's all they do. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a huge advantage over an environment where uh, people may have to uh, be doing uh, other specialties, uh, ENT, urology, general surgery, OB. Uh, uh, we need those people uh, desperately in society, but when you're having orthopedic surgery, you'd like to have a team dedicated to orthopedics that knows probably what you need before you even ask for it. And, you know, that's kind of nice because, you know, years of being a health insurance broker, uh, around the country and doing work like this, when people would come to me and they would have an issue with, well, I need to get a surgery, I'd always tell them, you want to find the surgeon or the doctor has done it about a 1,000 times or 5,000 times. 
<laughs> and and not somebody that's a general surgeon doing this, that, and something else. And and we'll talk about that in one of the upcoming segments. But that's one of the key benefits of Kansas City Orthopedic Institute, is it not? Well, it is. And even within the physicians at the Kansas City Orthopedic Institute, uh, most of us are subspecialized into certain areas of orthopedic surgery. Uh, there is a hand specialist, shoulder specialist, total joint, foot. Uh, there is a, a added specialization and added expertise, uh, which equates to having a more predictable outcome and more excellent a- outcomes and fewer problems. Yeah, because if 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 doctors are in those subspecialties and doing those surgeries over and over and over again, like you said, you normally know what people need before they even know they need it. Would that be a reasonable assumption? It is true. There are many, many studies that show that uh, going to where someone has done a number of the procedure, the exact number is never defined, but someone that does the procedure you're having and does it frequently uh, will probably have a better result. Better result, which means, uh, you know, in, in your facility, that means fewer returns uh, to the ER or fewer infections and other issues they may have to deal with. Well, the, the ultimate result is uh, returning people to their pre-injury level of activity with as little uh, pain as possible. Sometimes no pain, but frequently that is not possible. And avoiding complications is uh, important and returns to the OR, uh, you know, and other unplanned visits are as few as possible. We don't want unplanned visits, that's for sure. We come back to the break. We're going to continue this conversation uh, with Doctor and with Nurse Jane. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk more about these subspecialties. Why is that important? Why would you want to consider that if you're thinking of a surgery or think you may have to have a surgery? We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We've got more here on America's Healthcare Advocate. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to that website, healthradio.us, healthradio.us. Our producer, Mr. David Washington, I'm your host, Carrie Hall, in studio with me, Dr. Rhodes and Nurse Jane Leggio from the Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. This is an opportunity to listen and learn. We, got, we have the doctor here and the chief nurse here talking about all these different orthopedic procedures. This is an opportunity to listen and learn. The website, if you want to know more, they've got a great website. I was up on it today doing some show prep, kcoi.com, kcoi.com. Lots of information up there, uh, reviews, all kinds of things on that website. If you want to call them, the phone number, 913-319-7633, 913-319-7633. So, doctor, let's go back to this subspecialty thing because I thought that was one of the most interesting things that I saw when I was on the website was you've got so many subspecialties. One of yours is hand. Is that yes. correct? Mm-hmm. So talk a little more about why you all decided to do that and how that how is that impactful for this patient? Well, <clears throat> historically, uh, orthopedics, the word orthopedics means ortho, straight, peds, child. And so 
general orthopedics as it evolved uh, from the beginning was uh, treating deformed extremities from trauma. And over the years, it's gotten more and more specialized, uh, greatly advanced during the polio epidemic uh, to a lot of musculoskeletal treatments. And then the field of general orthopedics expanded into many subspecialties. Uh, the most common ones are total joint replacements, foot and ankle, hand, sports medicine, spine, shoulder, knee, and they're the first cousin related specialty of interventional physiatry, uh, which is non-surgical specialists that uh, treat musculoskeletal injections uh, with uh, ultrasound-guided injections. And even the specialty of anesthesia has expertise and fellowships in musculoskeletal applications. Uh, we do very specialized blocks under ultrasound guidance now, which uh, decrease the pain significantly. And many people that stayed in the hospital for two, three, four days now go home the day of surgery because of the increased multimodal pain treatments. So the specialty evolved from uh, the general surgeon treating everything in the agricultural community to uh, subspecialization, uh, which has uh, general knowledge but evolves into most practices do limiting their practice to the things in which they have specialized training in. But you're fortunate enough to have specialties at KC Orthopedic Institute in a whole host of these areas, which is somewhat unusual. It, it is very unusual. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the only two that we were missing was pediatrics uh, and oncology, and we now have an orthopedic oncologist that joined us this year. And in Kansas City, we're blessed to have Children's Mercy Hospital that serves the city and the surrounding area, and they cover the pediatric orthopedics for our community like a glove. That's really pretty comprehensive. Jane, you know, I know people still, there, there's a you know, lingering feeling out there because of COVID. And I know, first thing I saw on your website was, when I went up there, was instructions for if you're going to come in for anything, whether it's a consultation or a surgery, that you needed to do certain things. Is it Address the safety issue right now, because I know people are still apprehensive. If they can have an elective surgery, if they're going to a hip replacement or a knee replacement or something where it's elective, how, how are things now in terms of the COVID issue coming into your facility and, and being able to get treatment and come out from a standpoint of safety and those kinds of issues? Jane? So we do, uh, we do still have safety measures in place at the hospital, just like hospitals across the nation. Um, we are really the last um, to get rid of any the precautions that have been um, put in place for COVID. So you will notice that when you walk into our hospital, we do ask that you wear your continue to wear your mask, um, and we also want to be sure that you're not sick when you come into our hospital. So. Um, all of those things are reviewed um, with you prior to coming in. And um, as soon as you walk in our doors, though, we ask you keep your mask on. And really, it's business as usual for our um, surgery patients and our interventional spine patients or, or our ortho-urgent care patients. Um, but by wearing that mask, we just keep each other safe. And, um, and we just are proceeding on with doing all of our elective surgeries and our um, procedures. And so things are basically back to normal at this point. They are, with um, 
with the precautions of um, masking at all times. And we do ask extra questions about being sick uh, before you come in for your surgery, which is not is not abnormal because because it is an elective surgery, the, at least the majority of our cases are elective surgeries. We do want you to be well before you come in, whether it is COVID or it's the flu or it's a respiratory uh, virus going on. Um, we want you to be well before we, you do surgery anyway. Yeah, it seems like, doctor, you put quite an emphasis on that. The first thing that jumped out to me when I brought the website up was well, there was a long list of instructions there about the things that people need to be aware of, which is a- actually excellent because it's for everybody's safety and protection, right? Yes, it is. <clears throat> and since uh, our primary message is musculoskeletal excellence, but the pandemic uh, affected uh, the entire world in ways which we could never imagine, uh, we did have to shut down our hospital almost completely for uh, about seven weeks uh, in the height of the pandemic. Uh, Many of our nursing staff uh, went and volunteered at hospitals that uh, were able to be taking care of COVID patients. Uh, Some went to the East Coast. Um, It was a a difficult time for all of us. Uh, We are very proud uh, of our staff that uh, when we were shut down because we I did not want to be consuming uh, uh, valuable supplies that were needed in the tertiary hospitals, uh, and it was unsafe to do surgery, that our staff uh, went other places to help, and they stayed with us. We didn't lose uh, any of our staff uh, during COVID. Uh, We were able to keep them whole, and when we reopened in six weeks, uh, except for a couple people who planned to retire anyway, our entire staff returned, and that is our greatest wealth is our staff and the teams that we have. Uh, COVID was terrible for all of us, uh, but having our same staff return was a blessing beyond description. Yeah, Jane, you know, that is kind of different because uh, I still hear it today from I'm working with hospital systems down southeast Missouri, around the country, and other places, and they're still having staffing shortages of nurses, particularly, who left that have not come back. That is correct. It is a different world in healthcare right now, um, especially in nursing. And we are working um, hard on retaining the staff that we have because they are so valuable. Um, and so the the environment of working in a physician-owned hospital does um, help in keeping our staff with us. Yeah, it must um, because it, you you've done very well retaining them. And, we have. You, you said normal. I think we all recognize that it's it's a new normal after yeah, it is COVID. Definitely. And, and our new normal is uh, about as good as we could have possibly imagined. We'll be right back after the break. If you want information, the website is kcoi.com, kcoi.com. Phone number 913-319-7633. Stay tuned. The doctor's in the house. We'll be right back with more here on America's Healthcare Advocate. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to healthradio.us. Yes, we did change the name, healthradio.us. My producer, David Washington. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. In studio with me, Dr. Rhodes, CEO of 
Kansas City Orthopedic Institute and Chief Nurse Jane Leggio uh, here from the Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. We're talking about all things orthopedic and orthopedic surgery. If you want to learn more about this or you want to learn more about them, you can go to their website, kcoi.com, kcoi.com. Phone number 913-319-7633. And as I said earlier in the show, all of these shows are on the podcast platforms that I mentioned in the beginning. SoundCloud seems to be extremely popular. There are a lot of you going up there. This is a great way. If, you know, maybe you've got somebody that is about to have a surgery or thinking about having a surgery. You're trying to decide where to go. Tell them to go listen to the podcast. There's great information. It's a chance to listen to the doctor and listen to Nurse Jane talk and understand what they offer at the Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. So you said something when we went to break, and I'm going to ask you to do it again. And it goes to the culture of Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. It's what you tell residents. I want you to tell the people on the air what you told me, doctor. Well, it was in the context of uh, communicating with the patients and uh, not having a hierarchy that would impede care. And uh, I have a saying that uh, if patients put you on a pedestal, you should try to get off of that pedestal gently before you get hurt falling off. <laughs> and, and then it, need orthopedic surgery. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, it, 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 it's the, the theme is uh, patient communication and having them understand uh, what we can do, why we're doing it, what our skilled teams will be doing for them, and it, uh, uh, there's good evidence that shows that if you do not have a hierarchy uh, with the surgeon at the very top of a, of a pyramid and all sorts of layers beneath it, but you have uh, teams that every voice counts, everyone can communicate, that you have better patient satisfaction, you have fewer errors, and you have better results. So it, it, it's a a catchy little quip, but it's a, it's a very serious and important principle. Yeah, it is, it is serious and it is important. <clears throat> Talking about the culture, let's switch gears a minute, Jane, and talk about from the time somebody comes in, they check in with you all with the nurses and get set up for surgery until after the surgery, recovery, and then you, ha- you actually have beds in your facilities where they can stay overnight if they need to stay a day or two, whatever it is. Talk a little bit about that whole process, Jane. Okay, well, I like to think that we connect with our patients prior to them even walking in the door. So we have what we call our pre-assessment department that is staffed with an all-professional RN staff that takes the time to uh, call the patient and spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour preparing that patient for their upcoming surgery. That includes discussing medications that they're on, any surgeries that they've had in the past, what about their health history, and and also talking to them about what they can expect when they come in the door and what they can expect about going home. Sometimes I think we spend just as much time talking about what it, um, preparing them for discharge than we do or as much time as bringing them in the door because that's just as important as in part of their recovery. So, so we do start with that, that phone call prior to coming in and assuring that those patients because it is elective surgery, that they are optimized for surgery and that they are healthy enough and um, to have the surgery, which then will uh, make a more successful surgery and a better outcome. So I know when my wife Lauren had her surgery, one of the things that I really appreciated was the follow-up. So she couldn't go, you know, she had to have physical therapy. Casey the Orthopedic, Dr. McCullough arranged for, and the nurses arranged for the physical therapist to come to the house. They were there almost every day evaluating her, making sure then we had nurses come in 
Talk a little bit about because you don't just turn them loose. It was very different with her. Um, I was very surprised. We needed certain kinds of equipment, bathroom equipment, and walkers, and all of that was handled um, through absolutely your folks. That is that is what we do. And as I I mentioned earlier, at times we spend just as much time talking to the patient about going home what their home looks like, what they need at home, so that they can be successful once we do discharge them. So we do spend a lot of time setting them up for success at their, in their home. You know, Dr. Wood, change gears here. There's a couple things I want to ask you about. Number one, there seems to be a, a, a certain number of people in this country that feel the need to go out of this country to get surgery. They do it primarily for cost reasons, okay? Um <laughs> When I hear that somebody's going to go to Mexico or Costa Rica to have a surgery done, I always ask myself, what, what's the risk that you're going to take if you do that? And then obviously, if it goes south, if something goes wrong, if you have an infection or whatever the case may be afterwards or the, the replacement, the joint replacement doesn't work, how do you go back and get that treatment? So talk a little bit about that and, and, and how important it is to understand where you're going and the level of expertise and safety, doctor. Well, I think that the... The cost of medical care in the United States, particularly if you do not have insurance, um, is an incredible burden. And that is why some people have chosen to go uh, uh, offshore to have surgeries in particular. Uh, Good surgery can be done in a lot of places, but no one follows their surgery, a surgery, better than the surgeon who did it. So... Uh, even if we have someone that presents to us that lives in Denver, per, per se, and they need an elective operation, I will counsel them, uh, you would be better if you would find a good surgeon in Denver and we will help you find them because then you will have your surgeon at home taking care of you after surgery. Surgery is the dramatic portion of the intervention, but the preoperative nursing care, the interoperative team, the postoperative nursing care, the at-home care, and the follow-up are as important as the surgery that is performed. So I understand the economic need to go offshore, and there are many people that get a good result. Uh, There are many people that we see that have had surgery elsewhere, and we wish they had uh, come to us first because they would have had that continuum of care and they may or may not have had whatever complication we are treating them for. Uh, it's, uh, uh, surgery is an art, and uh, surgeons uh, uh, like to follow their own work, and they follow it more closely than the work that someone else did. So, and, and to that point, let's talk a little bit. About, when I look on your website, are all of your doctors board certified? It looks like they are. Is that correct? Well, they're all board certified uh, that are eligible for it. Yeah, why is that important? Though? Well, the, the, the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery's role is to protect the public and certify that people that have the ABOS certification have met certain rigorous standards. Uh, you can't take your boards until you've been in practice in one place for two years. So our newest members are not board certified, but everyone has to be board certified to remain at uh, uh, the Kansas City Orthopedic Institute and many other hospitals in the city. Uh, it's a it's a mark of achievement. It shows a broad-based knowledge and a specialized knowledge, and it's designed to protect the public. How hard is it to get board certified? What what is required to do that, doctor? 
Well, you have to have completed a residency, which is five years after medical school. And if you do a fellowship, uh, which would be one or two or three years of specialized training after residency, uh, you're in your mid-30s by this point, uh, then you uh, take a written exam, uh, and if you pass that, two years later, you are invited to take an oral exam, and if you pass that, you are board certified. That's pretty rigorous. It's complete. It's it's not harsh, but it is rigorous, and it's uh, they say the goal is to protect the public, and quite frankly, uh, I'm an examiner for oral exams. Uh, the young people coming out today are so qualified that the vast majority of them are extremely qualified and pass the boards easily. But if someone demonstrates they may be unsafe, then they will not get their board certification. So it sounds like it's pretty important. It is. <laughs> Before we go to break, Jane, just real quickly, what what certifications? I noticed you've got a series of certifications. I've only got two letters after my name. Yeah. Really and she's got four. Here. Okay. Talk a little bit about that. We've got about 30 seconds, Jane. So in our um, facility, we do encourage all of our nurses to have an advanced certification, and we call that the orthopedic nurse certification. Um, so that's an additional test that is taken by nursing, by a nurse, uh, after they have completed their um, RN and boards. So it's an additional certification, and that does require about 2,000 hours um, of orthopedic nursing care and then a written exam. Pretty impressive. If you want information, if you're considering this, you're thinking about this, maybe you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, I've got to get that hip replacement, knee replacement, whatever it may be. The website is kcoi.com, kcoi.com. Phone number is 913-319-7633, 913-319-7633. I can tell you from firsthand experience, these folks do what they do exceptionally well. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, healthradio.us, healthradio.us. My producer, the always perfect Mr. David Washington. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. In studio with me, Dr. Rhodes and Dr. Jane Leggio from Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. You can tell these people clearly know what they are talking about. The level of care from this institute, I can tell you from personal experience, is excellent. Um, if, if you are thinking about doing anything like this, having any kind of a surgical procedure that involves orthopedics, go to their website, go and have a consultation. The website is kcoi.com, kcoi.com. The phone number 913-319-7633. Everything is there under one roof, so you're not going from one place to another, going here to get an MRI or going there to get this. Or go, it's all in one spot, and I think that's a big advantage for everyone. So, uh, Doctor, let's talk a little bit about the advances in orthopedic surgery because there have been some dramatic advances from, say, where we were 10 years ago. Doctor? Yes, it, uh, gosh, it's uh, such a broad subject. Uh, I will pick the areas of uh, my greatest interest, but that doesn't mean that things we exclude are less important. Uh, certainly in the area of spine surgery, uh, operations for scoliosis and uh, cervical degenerative 
herniated disc used to be a long hospitalization, difficult surgery, um, big braces that were uh, very cumbersome, and with advanced internal fixation techniques, uh, specialized plates and screws and methods of inserting them, many of those are now outpatient procedures and have a much, much better result. Uh, the pain is less, the recovery is quicker. In the total joint arena, particularly total knees and total hips, um, the techniques have been refined uh, so that the length of stays are shorter. And that's a combination of improved surgical technique and greatly improved multimodal uh, pain control. The use of robotics has been uh, gaining exponentially the last few years where robots can assist a surgeon to make a more accurate cut. And in an operation where two to three degrees may make the difference between a uh, lifetime of uh, use or need to be revised in a couple years, uh, it's important. Uh, in the area of multimodal pain control, uh, great advances have been made uh, both in our national understanding of pain and the dangers of opioids, but in the ability to eliminate pain after surgery. And our anesthesiologists have fellowship training, and in the old days, you would inject an area where you wanted it to numb it up and uh, uh, hope that they had good pain control. Now they can look at the nerve they want to be by, they put a little medicine above it, a little medicine below it, and the net result of that expertise is that uh, a shoulder surgery used to take 40 or 50 opioid pills after surgery, and now on average it's 3, 5, 10 uh, on an average because the surgery is done technically better, the multimodal pain control is better, and the patient education is better. And you combine all of these kinds of things, and it the end result is that you have better surgery, better results, and the safety is incredibly better. We knew as a specialty hospital that we should have less infections than a tertiary hospital because we have hurt people, not sick people. But we had no idea that our infection rate would be 1 50th, that's 1 150, 1 50th of a general hospital national average. And that's the result of surgical technique, advances in patient education, expert pre- and post-surgical teams, and the surgeon contributes to that during the procedure, but most of it is all the surrounding environment that we have in our musculoskeletal teams. That's remarkable. Uh, to, to hear you talk about the opioids, 40 to 50 uh, doses of an opioid prior to where you're at now with pain management and pain control, that's like it's, it's revolutionary. A, it's amazing. If we had known this 10 years ago, uh, the opioid crisis might have been far, far less if maybe gone. If, if, if that could have been done that long ago. But we've got a little time left. I do want to ask you, how much have the actual devices, the, the, the devices being put in the hips and the knees, those kinds of things, how much have they improved over devices that were around five or ten years ago because there were issues with some of those having to go back in and be replaced because of malfunctions and other kinds of things. Talk, if you can, a little bit about that before we, before we wrap up. I think up. the core devices uh, are relatively unchanged. 
there have been newer devices that have not stood the test of time uh, and are tried and have failed. That's part of the being on the cutting edge and learning. Not everything we try works, but the basic total knee and the basic total hip uh, have essentially very similar designs to what was done 10 years ago, but uh, our techniques of insertion are more accurate. We're using some muscle sparing techniques. Certainly pain control is, is better. Uh, and the, the basic device is unchanged. Total shoulders, totally different story. We went from having only one side of the shoulder being done well 10 years ago to total shoulders are now very, very frequently done and give an, an opportunity for pain relief and function in patients who otherwise had no recourse for a chronic rotator cuff tear. Pretty amazing. Uh, great information. Thank you, Nurse Jane, for being here today. Thank you, Dr. Rhodes, for being here today. Uh, I think the audience really had an opportunity to learn a lot today. Thank you for having us. Well, it was great sure. to have you both in here. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you know, sometimes this is like drinking from a fire hose. So if you're going to try to tell somebody what you heard today, you're much better off going up to one of the podcast platforms and downloading the show and letting them listen to it. Because doctor just went through a whole litany of things there that are critically important. Readmission because of infection, other kinds of things that are really important to consider when you're considering if you're going to have surgery, where you're going to have the surgery, and who's going to do the surgery. At Casey Orthopedic Institute, I think you can feel safe that you've got the best surgeons in the Kansas City metro. They're going to be able to take care of you. And I speak from experience because I said my wife was a patient of Dr. McCullough's, and she had a great outcome. So Surgeons and the best teams. And as Nurse Jane's looking at me, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> you did it, refined. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Albert Einstein, the one who follows the crowd to usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. That website, once again, kcoi.com. Goodbye, America. America.